0: I'm so glad you're here with us today because we have such a beautiful soul with us, Jenny. Jenny is a life coach, breathwork guide, and spiritual teacher on a mission to elevate the lives of every woman by teaching them how to step into their soul's purpose, write a new story, and embody a new identity for their future. Throughout her years of coaching and teaching women to rewrite the rule book and create a life on their terms, Jenny has built a unique methodology that embraces the full transformational process, the clearing of the old and building the new, one that weaves the mind, the heart, and the body as one for lasting transformation. She believes every person has untapped power within words, ideas, thoughts, and desires just waiting to be expressed. And her work helps you eliminate the BS, believe in yourself, and fearlessly claim the truth of what you want in life. Her training and education over the years across energy coaching, NLP, hypnosis, EFT, breath work, and 700 hours of yoga training means she can support her clients to take to the next true step. Based on what feels good in their body and what leads them to what they truly desire. Thank you so much for being here today, Jenny. It is such a pleasure to have you. And I would love for you to just dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we can go a little bit deeper.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. Um, I think where to start with the journey is the same where maybe a lot of people begin. It's we find ourselves in this moment of. Is this really what my life is going to be? Am I really happy? Who am I? How do I want to actually be in the world? Can I imagine this as my life for the next 20, 30, 40 years? And I came to a point where I was asking myself these questions. I was working in a corporate environment. I was working really wild hours, a lot of overtime. And I I was a high achiever that was driven from a place of not enoughness and needing to gain more and do more and be better and, you know be in competition with people, but it was because of my own own lack of self-worth and my own lack of not feeling like I was enough or deserving to be here. And eventually this rinse and repeat cycle of go, go, go and million things on my to-do list and optimizing everything and being very, very disconnected from my body and from myself actually led me to burning out. So that was 2018. That's when I had my first... I'm saying my first burnout because I had two, because I, you know, one wasn't enough for me. So (laughs) my first burnout took me to the place where I was, I was able to begin exploring Tony Robbins and, you know, a lot of the self-help kind of work. And that was my first insight into the, the reality that we can change our thoughts and we can change our perception of life. I also began my yoga journey then I started to explore a little bit of pranayama through yoga Mm -hmm. um, and I started to to really tune in to what it is that I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and I was being able to see that over the years and being in corporate and being you know a leader of a team and connected with a lot of people a lot of people came to me for advice and support and you know the agony aunt situation and I felt like as this happened more and more, and I was noticing how I could connect people to different things, and how I was able to support people through some of their stuff, mm-hmm. whether they, you know, when it actually continued to do the work is a different, you know, a different question. But that's mm-hmm. really what drove me to start exploring, moving into the coaching industry, moving into being of service and of high servitude in the world, and supporting people to transform their lives. Because I was like, it doesn't have to be this way, and 80% of the people around me aren't happy, right? There's mm-hmm. got to be another way. And so that's when I started getting my certifications and looking into what that would mean. And it's taken me on a very beautiful journey of a lot of personal growth because when you make that shift, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that gets kicked up along the way and still does, like still does mm-hmm. to this day. Um, but that's really what drove me into doing this kind of work. So I went full time about three years ago now. So I had a second burnout, as I said. which was very different from the first one. I could see it coming and I could feel everything that was happening and I was very aware. Um, So I approached it very differently, but it was definitely like a big sign from the universe going, now is the time. It's time to make the jump. So that's what I did. And now I'm here doing this work and I love it.
0: I love it. And I so appreciate you sharing that too, because I think a lot of people don't realize with burnout, there can be more than one burnout. If you're not careful, I definitely can relate to that on so many levels, just from when I got burnt out from being in the psychology world. And then even with coaching too, but I think it's so transformational that you were able to really do the work, the inner work. You found ways to release that. And I do agree. It still comes up in some form or fashion. The more we work with other people, the more it's a reflection. Sometimes you're like, oh, I got to work on this. I don't know if you've experienced (laughs) that. I know I definitely have. Yeah. (laughs) It's a process, but I think it's being able to be open minded and find different modalities that really work for you and methodologies as well. Because you have such a unique approach embracing the mind, the heart, and the body and contributing to this transformational experience that you take your clients through. Can you share some of the examples of this approach that has helped your clients rewire their stories and step into their soul's purpose? Oh,
1: great question. So My approach is really, we we hear a lot about mindset work. And I I would just preface everything that I'm about to say with the fact that we are all different. We are not the same. We, especially if you're a high achiever woman, so a lot of women I work with are do-it-all women who live from the mind, right? The mind takes up a very, very big part of how they lead their lives. And we can't ignore that. But my approach is not to say that only mindset work doesn't work. I personally don't believe that if we just do mindset work, that that's going to be the deeper catalyst for change, but Mm -hmm. when we can bridge them all together, so when we can understand how the mind is operating, we can understand what the body is feeling. And the heart is essentially the central piece that brings that together. When we Mm -hmm. look at the heart from a scientific perspective, so like neurobiological perspective, the heart sends more signals to the brain than the brain does to the heart our brain is really just like the operator, right? It's just yeah. like doing the translation <laughs> of the messages. It's not actually in as much control as what we think it is, but the mind also thinks that it is in control. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I work is we do a lot about emotions. We do a lot about feelings. We do a lot about felt sense. We do a lot of somatic work, which I think in the industry nowadays, it it sounds so much fancier than it is. Like, I really believe in simplicity it is so simple we do not need to make everything so complex we are not doing algebra and equations like from einstein or whoever like that change work doesn't have to be like that it can be like one plus one equals two and you're like yes it does and now i feel different because i went through that very simple process and so that's what i guide a lot of clients through we we, we get to the root cause of what is happening. And the root cause is always hidden in the body. But we use the mind and the language that the mind is giving us to dig in. We use the sensations. We begin to connect. We use the heart, which is where our emotional center is, mm-hmm. to be able to release energy around certain stories that we have. I was actually just doing some personal work today around Blessing and releasing some people that have been in my life a very long time in the past that I realized I hadn't done my work around blessing and releasing. And so we have to go in and go through this process and feel that happening and moving and shifting out of us in in various ways that that can happen. Um, But there is a simplicity to it as well, which I I think just makes this work so much more accessible for people, right? Mm -hmm. When we learn that it gets to be simple.
0: Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that because I do think, I know I make things so much more complex than they need to be sometimes. (laughs) It's like one plus one is not two.
1: It's like some (laughs) formulation. This is where you're like, it's window, you know, when you're like a kid and you write it, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think a lot of people can relate to that because I think when we make it so simple, it sometimes seems too good to be true or there's other factors that are playing a part because we're like, it can't be just this. It has to be more Mm. than that. Especially if, like, I know one of my core issues growing up has been you're not good enough, like in my own head, and knowing that it's well, I needed to be doing more. I need to do this. And I think a lot of high achieving individuals kind of go through some variation of that. Everybody is different. I completely agree with that. And I'm really curious, in your experience as a life coach and a spiritual teacher, what are some of the common roadblocks or limiting beliefs that women are facing when it comes to stepping into their soul's purpose? Mm.
1: But yeah, that's a beautiful question. And first I'd like, and it ties into something you just said. It's almost like some, we have a, a program within us, a pattern that shows up that says we're, it, it's only worth it or, or we're only worthy of it if we struggle for it. Yeah. Like we have to go through a certain level of pain mm-hmm. or discomfort to be deserving of the result. It's a really bizarre, like we find it very hard to just receive and just receive for the sake of receiving or the fact that you can just do something so simply and it can be this beautiful. We get really like uncertain about it, right? We're like, are you sure this isn't a trick? Like I don't trust it because I didn't have to give anything up in order to get that really. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big belief that actually a lot of people under the surface have. When we start to dig in, it's, it's, it's so interesting, I often will be sitting, you know, speaking with a friend or looking at my own stuff or just sitting at a cafe and looking around and it's like you see everybody, high achiever women or not, we all have the same problems, we mm-hmm. all want the same things, like every single person wants to be connected, wants to feel connected, wants to be loved, doesn't want to be alone, every single person wants to belong somewhere and every single person has within this, like there are a few kind of core pillars, like core beliefs that we have, and they, they can be explained in different ways. We have, you know, injustice wound, the humiliation wound, like betrayal, abandon, abandonment, rejection. We all as humans have felt that throughout our lives to some extent Whether that makes sense or not, that could have been, I have a story of when I was, I think I was three years old and my mom was going horse riding with her friend. We were at this farm and I remember wearing a blue coat. My inner child is called blue because I remember this moment very like vividly. And I thought my mom was leaving me. So she went away, she rode on the horse and I was (laughs) devastated. My dad like couldn't console me because I thought she was abandoning me. And mm-hmm. so from that moment, I can see how abandonment has played out through my life. But because I do my work, I get to go back and like untangle it and look at it and see what's really happening. It's the same with high achiever, perfectionism, people pleasers, caretakers, or rebels. Mm-hmm. All, we all have these similar traits. Mm-hmm. And then we have other things like beliefs, like I'm alone, it's not safe. It's not mm-hmm. safe to literally be here in this body. And then there's, it's not safe right here in this place, right? Like I'm gonna be hurt. I'm not enough. There is not enough scarcity. Um, Worthy, like, am I worthy of these things? Am I deserving? Am I capable? Mm -hmm. We all have these, every single human, maybe not like the Dalai Lama or Eckhart Tolle or any of these like really great (laughs) teachers, but we all have these in some capacity. And that again makes the work really simple because that's the thread that we're trying to explore and trying to follow in the stories that we tell to get to the root cause. Those are the ones at the root cause. And then you can go, well, why did you, why did, what did you get when you were achieving? Well, when I was achieving, I got praise from my dad and I didn't get it if I wasn't achieving. Okay, well, how did that make you feel? And, you know, we can start to dig into and then connect with that inner child part of us to go through the emotions and to, we say often like rewrite the story. Mm -hmm. And I've been contemplating this for a little while that rather than rewriting the story, because the story happened, right? Like let's just acknowledge and honor the fact that Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: was a, that was a chapter of our life, but let's write a new story from now where that gets Mm -hmm. to be a chapter that's closed and done. And we don't have to go back to it all the time. And it doesn't have to be something that is, deciding how our actions are going to be from here on out. Like, let's just close that with love, Mm -hmm. you know, and then let's choose differently from now on.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that it's acknowledging what happened to you at three. And a lot of people do hold on to those memories. And we don't even realize it sometimes until we do the work or don't realize how that impacts all our relationships, whether it's romantic friendships, work, how we go about ourselves in the world, but understanding so important to recognize. And I love that you gave that example, because I do think a lot of people do struggle with that. And it's really understanding to acknowledge it, acknowledge what's happened, but how do you bless it and give it love and close that chapter so you can move forward, so you can work through it? Because you might never forget that memory, but also you can look at it in a different perspective now, like being an adult versus a three-year-old. So of course, it's going to affect you. Yeah, you yeah. know.
1: <laughs> and it's so funny because of course my mom wasn't abandoning me, <laughs> like, but that was the lens through which I was. I was seeing everything right. and I think also when it comes to like going back to memories I know a lot of people like I don't have a lot of memories from childhood and that can be frustrating in itself when we when we start to do this kind of work because I've had clients before and they're like I don't remember mm-hmm. and you know there is a bit of a narrative out there that and I understand from a, a brainwave perspective of how we were understanding the world up until the age of, I think it's 10 based on our alpha brainwave states and all these things. Right. But you also have an inner teenager, you know, just go back to where you can remember a time. And I think that's, that's something really important just to share for people listening that if you don't remember your childhood, that doesn't mean that you can't heal, right. you know, like you can still move. That's just a tool that we can use to clear energy but that's not the only tool that we have you mm-hmm. can also remember something that happened one year ago that made you feel like that and mm-hmm. then as you go back into the feelings maybe something else pops up yeah and then as you continue to dig in and and just to add to that this is not a quick process yeah. this is not like an overnight I get a little uh, fiery on the marketing out there which is like one session and you're going to change your life in 30 days. And this is a lifetime of work. And we have, this is also why we have to get so curious and so compassionate with ourselves when we choose to step in this path and give ourselves break to integrate, to rest, to enjoy life, like to actually just be in life without doing all the healing all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to to share that because I know some people feel a bit like, oh, well, this isn't for me because- I don't remember my childhood you know and this is also just to add a a bit of a as a signal to say do you need coaching or do you need therapy do Mm -hmm. you need to go to a psychologist and someone who is trained to support you on that journey and in that path or who's trauma informed if there's potentially something there or is it someone who is a coach who i would also say a certified coach who you could Mm -hmm. work with to support you with where you're at so There's also feeling into what type of support that you need to help you with what, whatever's happening in your life and where you want to go.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you brought up something really important because a lot of people don't remember their childhood. And I was one of those people, to be quite honest. I didn't remember anything before 10, but the more work I've done on myself through coaching, through my own therapy, even being a former therapist, but really doing the work little memories pop up. The more I've done. And it's so interesting because it's like, I don't remember anything, but I think there's a point to what you said because it's unwrapped, it's like an onion. You're like peeling back Mm -hmm. the layers. That's what I was thinking when you were saying that of, okay, you might not remember. 30 years ago, but you re- might remember last week, last week, last year, last month or whatever it may be, but really yeah. going step-by-step step because it you're right. It's absolutely not an overnight process. It will never be an overnight process with healing. <laughs> <laughs> you're never like fully healed. I think like there's moments and then something happens. I don't know.
1: <laughs> my, like my ambition is, is cause I, where I am in my, in my world is I believe in past lives and I believe in our mm-hmm. souls and I believe that our souls have their own mission as well. And my, my intention for this life is just to do as good as I can, like do the best job I can so that I'm in a better place for the next life. You know, like it's not about completing it because that's wild, right? There's a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot. There's many lives that have been, there's some Mm -hmm. stuff that gets healed in this life, but just do the best I can for the next life, right? Give like my soul, my soul's future life, the best head start. That's my intention. <laughs> I love that, and I, I definitely
0: believe in past lives too. Um, it, it's just so fascinating to me. But I would love to know just any transformational client story that you can share with us today, who has been able to tap into their power and fearlessly, fearlessly claim their truth of what they want in this life through your coaching. Mm,
1: I I love this question as well. And I think it's, I always have to give complete credit to my clients that, that actually devote themselves to the work. Mm-hmm. Some people come into containers and, you know, there's this, we have to be really clear as coaches to say, where the boundaries are, like what to expect from me, what a coaching session actually looks like, because it's not about me giving advice. It's about me asking really powerful questions to help you uncover your own answers and keep guiding you back into yourself and back into your wisdom. And so clients that are able to, to be in that dynamic with me and really commit. So the magic happens outside of the coaching conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So the magic happens... We have a session, you know, we have access to each other via WhatsApp or Voxer, whichever platform people prefer. We connect for real-time support. It's also super, super powerful because you could be in the grocery store and you'd be like, this thing happened. And this person annoyed (laughs) me. And then it's like, okay, we can, we can have a conversation about that as it's happening. But one of my clients who I love from last year and actually, I, I know her personally as well. So this was a very interesting um, mm-hmm. dynamic that we had because we were also friends. So it was a great uh, exercise for me as well with like coach hat versus friend hat. And she did an incredible like she was so committed to herself and the work. And you could see that and also someone who's very much in the mind. And so it's yeah. very interesting to be able to be with someone like that and to be able to support them understanding how they operate because we have to sometimes give the mind something to think about like it's like giving it a toy like oh mind (laughs) you go play over here with this rubik's cube and then me and the subconscious are going to have a conversation so going, going through that process with her was incredible and she just fully stepped up she shifted so there was so much stuff that came up and she was also someone who found it difficult to reflect back into her early childhood and by the end of the three months, we did a three month container. Um, she was, I won't say she was transformed or a new person. Cause it's, it's not about that, but she was lighter, mm-hmm. you know, it's this like falling away of things that had been holding her back. And what I love about this particular client as well is that we didn't finish the container and she was like, all right, I am healed now. And off I go into my life. <laughs> There was still stuff happening but Mm -hmm. she embraced the journey of it and i Mm -hmm. think that that acceptance that embracing of the fact that there is no end and Mm -hmm. although we accomplished um or she accomplished what she wanted to and what she intended to for the container that she then felt equipped to continue her journey and do her integration and if she chooses to come back another time she does if she chooses to work with someone else amazing but then Mm -hmm. she really went in and resourced herself and connected with her soul and connected with the truth and allowed some of those stories and those narratives that weren't supporting her to like fall away Mm -hmm. and like I'm just super proud of her she did (laughs) she did an incredible incredible work over the time that that we were together and she still does as I said she's my friend and she's still (laughs) she's still doing her thing and and making it happen
0: Mm, that's amazing and I think too it goes back to taking those steps because not everyone's going to be with us the whole time for like years and years, but being able to at least acknowledge what was needed in those moments and being able to work through it. And I think you said something very important. It's wanting to do the work because you can give all the resources, all the tools, ask all the questions, but if somebody's not doing the work, it's on them too. And I I love that there was such a beautiful lightness that happened after working together and did it heal everything? No, but did it make a huge difference? Absolutely. And I think that's the part of it, being able to continue to move forward and continue to learn because I think Every person we come encounter encounter, we change, we shift, we learn something new about each person. And that's a beautiful thing. And it makes the work more exciting as well, because you never know what's going to happen. It could be in the grocery store where you're getting a text or a message. This is happening, (laughs) but it's just being open to that. And I think it's doing the work is the biggest part of it. And I know you emphasize the importance of following what feels good in the body and aligning with true desires. How do you help your clients between societal expectations and their, their desires?
1: Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> deep. And that's the, that's can be that can be a difficult one to I won't say difficult, but that can be like a, a more complex one to <laughs> unravel. The easiest way to to support someone through that, and anyone listening can do this too, is like you can write down the things that you desire, right? We might go like, I desire a million dollars and a Ferrari and a mansion and seven holiday homes across whatever number of, you know, we we always dream big, right? There is also a lot of messaging out there right now that I I have, I, I'm for it, I'm here for the dream big, but I've actually been having a personal process around this in the last few months that actually we don't, we can dream big, dream big. But what we really desire underneath all of those big dreams comes back again to that connection. What does that give me? Mm -hmm. What does it allow me to have? And sometimes the things that we think that we desire because of what society wants us to have are for reasons that are not really from the heart, right? Yeah. And so we get to feel in with the body. So I do some kind of somatic quantum meditation work with people to drop them in to feel the desire. So if someone is listening now, like you could close your eyes, take in five big deep breaths in through your nose, exhale mouth, sit with yourself and say to yourself, say you write down five things on your desires list, feel into your body, what like make yourself have that, feel it, see it, smell it, like it's yours, tune in with your heart, tune in with your solar plexus, what does your body do? Does it close? Does it expand? Like what's happening? Because quite often when we say we want more money, if I was to say, hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars tomorrow, you might be like, oh, like you might pull away from that. So notice Mm. if your body is wanting to move towards or away from something, and that will help you decipher a little bit, whether it's yours or whether it's too big for where you are at right now from a nervous system space. Maybe actually if I said, $1,000 you'd be like oh yeah I could totally take a thousand that's Mm going to be awesome towards my holiday in two weeks or whatever and that feels more you feel more able to receive that rather than something bigger so there's a few like things at play but I think it's really about sitting with them in the body not just you know we do a lot of journaling and write things out and that's awesome a beautiful way to support you is write all your things out record it on your phone, record it slowly. Give yourself a minute in between each thing to feel it, listen back and see what happens. Like notice, Mm -hmm. just be a witness and see what's going on. Like, is that really what I want? Does it feel too big? What if I tweaked it this way? Do I really even really want that at the end? You know, and you can start to play with it from that perspective and
0: get really curious. Oh, you just gave me some homework. (laughs) I've never done it in that regard. I've recorded it, but I think there's something so powerful about like feeling into it as well and see how that feels because we can journal all we want. We can record it, but putting those together, I haven't really done that before. Mm -hmm. Just give me some stuff to think about.
1: (laughs) It's really fun. And it's really fun if you are in a point where you want to step into your like next level or expand mm-hmm. into something a little bit bigger because you can do your journaling from a space of, oh my gosh, it's happening. And it was easier than I, wanted, than I ever imagined. And I'm receiving this much money and this is happening in my life. And I'm feeling very important. I'm feeling expansive and I'm feeling joyful and I'm feeling sexy and I'm feeling this. And you can use that to record and listen back to but you do it for the next level, mm-hmm. right? You don't do it for like level hundred because we're at level one right now. <laughs> we do it for level two. Good clarification. And, then, <laughs> and that helps us also to expand and to really believe. This is why affirmations don't always work because right. if you don't think you're beautiful and you're standing in front of the mirror going, I am beautiful. I am beautiful. Your subconscious is like, you are lying. You are lying. Like mm-hmm. it it doesn't land in us that well. So we can, we can lean in with the language that we have. Language is beautiful in this sense. And we can use the conscious mind to support us by saying, I am open to feeling beautiful. I'm mm-hmm. leaning into feeling beautiful. I'm learning how to feel beautiful. And that feels much softer on the nervous system as well, which allows us to open up to receive those words and to really let them anchor into our, into our bodies so that we can start to live them.
0: Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more with the affirmations. I do think, especially when I was a therapist, I would have people write affirmations, but only what they believed in, even on a bad day, because I do think there's so much truth to if you're saying something because you're saying it and don't truly believe it, it's not going to shift the mindset, but it's really being able to embody it and say it and know that you're not lying to yourself, even if it might be true, but you're not ready to accept that truth just yet. Mm, I think that's so powerful.
1: It's like, am I doing this to tick a box to say that I did it Yeah. or am I being in this process? Am I giving myself space to really be here and embody it? It's totally different energies.
0: Completely. <laughs> um, but to switch energies for a minute, I would love to know <laughs> with your business, building your business, you've had so much success. What has been some of the obstacles in building your business?
1: Quite honestly, the heart, so there are so many, first of all, I'm still a one woman show, so Mm -hmm. I don't have a team. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that, you know, people don't see. They don't, Mm -hmm. we don't always recognize that responding on a DM or creating an Instagram post that we're hoping is going to impact people or being on a podcast. And for you, like editing a podcast, if you do it yourself, like there's so much complexities to Mm it's not complexity. There's just a lot that happens behind the scenes. But I think for me, the pivotal point was when I realized that my high achieving tendencies from my corporate job, I just like picked them up and moved into entrepreneurship and was like, I'm going to do it the same. And that of course didn't work. I was (laughs) starting to burn out in entrepreneurship. I was starting to do more in order to feel like I was doing enough so that maybe people saw me and I got clients at the beginning. And mm-hmm. this was not doing not doing my work was
0: mm-hmm.
1: the biggest trip up in, in starting my business. And I was doing a lot of work and, and doing a lot of education and doing a lot of the freebies and reading all the books and listening to the podcast. And I was doing it to learn in order to serve rather than to learn to embody first and then serve. So they're really, really different. And then once I started to embody, and again, constant work, it's always gonna be there. And once I learned that actually my job as a coach, as someone who is in service, my inner work is part of my job. Once I started to see that as like, this is an integral part of my business, a critical part of my business, I became softer with myself in the time that I allowed to actually dig in and go in. I spent three hours today doing inner work because I'm going through a process right now. Mm-hmm. And I still see that as my working time, which lets my logical analytical mind be like, cool, we still did our work today, but mm-hmm. it allowed my heart my body to to begin to expand and to soften for what it needs to for business expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I think, too, because there is such a hustle culture that is embodied with entrepreneurship, I think more people are starting to realize you can do less but get more accomplished when you take the space and time for yourself to do the inner work, to take a break. Because just like you, I'm very similar. And I think a lot of people are listening too, it took my corporate and therapy. Okay. I'm going to put this now in entrepreneurship. And I got burnt <laughs> out very quickly because I yeah. just wasn't really listening to my body. And now I'm very good at like, I have a hard stop every day where I'm not going to do any more work. It will still be there tomorrow. I'll guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. But at least i'm giving myself that energy to recharge and focus on what's important and i think there's a lot th- a lot of things out there that do that because even building a business you mentioned your one woman show that's a lot there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we don't always see i'm curious what are some of the tools that you use to help grow your business but also take some of the weight off of you
1: sure i so i i chop and change i'm a person mm-hmm. that i i get i get bored quite quickly Mm -hmm. So I changed my structure a little bit. I work a little bit with masculine and feminine energetics, but I don't love the wording of that. So like more like yin and yang, right? Mm -hmm. I need to have structure and I am a hard worker and I'm a high achiever. So there's like, I don't want to just be in this feminine flow all the time and doing things. There's a time and space for that, but I need the structure for it. So at the moment I structure my days. I have specific client days. Mm -hmm. I have boundaries for myself as well. i sometimes do a lot of teaching at night or mm-hmm. um, podcast recordings and you know all sorts of things in the evening so I give myself for me personally it works that mm-hmm. I don't start working until about 10 o'clock in the morning 10 30 because I like to go to the gym at seven and then I like to come home and make a coffee and sit on the balcony and maybe write in my journal or put some music on and I like to give myself space that's my piece mm-hmm. and so I found routine and ritual that suits me, that I have become very accepting of. And that's helped me grow my business because I'm not in the hustle. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's hustle moments, Mm -hmm. of course, right? But in general, the energy that I bring when I sit here every day and I open the laptop and I do things is one that's more driven from my presence and my peace and my pleasure Mm -hmm. rather than like the need to do more and do more. And Mm -hmm. so for me, the structure has helped to really bring me together, especially if you're someone who has a thousand things on your to-do list, then this helps you to bring it together. And the other thing I would say, there's an application. I don't know if you all know about it. It's called Notion. Mm -hmm. It is, it is my, it's a free tool. It changed my life, changed my life. I love this tool. I feel like I'm an advocate for them. They have it on the phones, they have it on the desktop, If you do podcasts, you can create anything you want to do lists, track things, projects, and this has been something else that has allowed me to just keep everything digital, keep everything together, and keep me on track. And again, there's a piece in there where I give myself permission that if I don't finish it all in a day, mm-hmm. it's okay to do it tomorrow or to do it next week. Right, because especially the high achiever, we're like, (laughs) yes, I can do twenty things today. And the reality is that, and this is something I've learned, is that if there's for my tasks, the things that I want to do, I half the number. Like I give them double the time. If I think I'm going to do it in an hour, I'm like, let's give it two hours. You know, so it also gives me a little bit more space um, to be in flow and not be in rush.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important because I do think when you. Or, oh yeah, it'll take me 30 minutes to do this. And it's like three (laughs) hours. You're like, crap, (laughs) (laughs) not the best situation. But I, I think it's just, you do a really good job of creating that space from what you're saying. I think that allows for creativity, that allows for flow, but also not feeling rushed to get things done in a certain time, like, of course, there's going to be deadlines sometimes that we set ourselves, (laughs) but realizing that it's okay to give ourselves grace and compassion. And that's what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. throughout this whole conversation. And I'm curious, what are maybe two or three tips you can give entrepreneurs on the journey that have been really beneficial for you? Mm -hmm.
1: One thing just popped into my head as you were talking. There's an energetic piece in here, which um, supports me as well. If you are working in service and you have clients or there's, you know, something that takes up time that you need to offer time to create that space in your calendar, the universe cannot bring it in. If we're filling up the space with all of this nonsense. So Mm -hmm. get really like radically honest with yourself about what's important. And even if it's like, okay, I'm going to put two hours a week for these clients that aren't here yet. I'm going to put that in my calendar. And during those two hours. I'm gonna sit in meditation and I'm gonna call them in, or I'm gonna go do something that brings me joy, like take a walk outside, but give yourself a permission to create the space energetically in your life. Mm-hmm. So this would be one thing. Uh, the second thing I would say, oh my gosh, there's just so many. I know. <laughs> I would say follow, follow what your heart is telling you and follow what your body is telling you. There is a lot of, there's a lot of messaging and marketing and a lot of blitz and glam and a mm-hmm. lot of aesthetics that we are drawn into naturally. If something doesn't feel right for you, it's because it's not right for you. Trust what you are feeling. We do mm-hmm. not have to follow everyone. We do not have to follow the algorithm. Yes, mm-hmm. there's an element of strategy. Yes, we can like stay up to date with what people are saying, but don't become a slave to it. Cause this is where the burnout comes in as well. And I know that when you're new in entrepreneurship, it's like, you feel like you're behind all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, can you step into trusting that you're exactly where you're meant to be? And can you step into trusting what, where you are in your body? You don't need a website. You don't need professional <laughs> photography skills. You don't need 10 million followers on Instagram. You need to be you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Success is about being more of who you are, not who you think other people want you to be so that they buy into your business, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. people need you. That's one thing. <laughs> the second thing, kind <laughs> of think of something, something else that's going to be like really juicy. I think there's a lot of, yeah, I'm going to talk about money that's mm-hmm. just coming through. So that's what I'm going to go into. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff out there around money and charging and become the millionaire coach and there's people who are saying yeah, I get messages all the time hey Jenny would you like to would you like to make fifty thousand dollars a month I'm like who's gonna say no to that what a silly yeah. question mm-hmm. you know like let's let's just again get radically honest with your desires with where your next level of expansion lies it yeah. might not be in the fifty 000, maybe it is isn't fifty thousand a month amazing go yeah. for it it's totally here for it cheering for you <laughs> But if that's not where that is, if that your body is like, ooh, like constricting and pulling away from that, stay in your lane, mm-hmm. stay in your mission, stay with what you're here to bring, stay in your lane. Like this has been something really big for me lately as well. Like mm-hmm. I have been a little bit fiery around um, coaches that don't have certifications or like credible mm-hmm. education. And I get very frustrated because I'm like Mm -hmm. we're dealing with people's lives and we need Mm -hmm. to bring a bit of integrity back to the industry rather than this influencer pedestaling, positioning coaching stuff that we are seeing on the internet Mm -hmm. and while everyone is doing the best they can and everyone is I'm sure here Mm -hmm. for high service in their own way I think if we stay in our own lane we get we can clear away those distractions and then you can stay so true to yourself and that's going to help you get to where you want to go faster Absolutely. rather than taking all these little side turns and diversions (laughs) and try to follow one thing I've been there I've been there I did this at the beginning and it wasn't pretty and Mm -hmm. I'm not super proud of some of the things that I had been saying a couple years ago Mm -hmm. just trying to fit into what everybody else what I thought everybody else was doing and now that I am here and standing as me and my truth like my growth has increased a lot so like just be
0: you. Yeah. I love those all three of those. And I I think you're so spot on about staying in your lane, just like you in the beginning. I think it's hard not to, because you see all these things and you're like, well, I feel behind or I need to do this. This will bring in clients, but the moment we do step into what feels right. More things happen, more opportunities open up, just like you mentioned with putting two hours for two new clients in your calendar, even if they're not there yet, but creating that space for things to present themselves. Because if we have everything blocked up and we don't have the energy for it, we're not going to receive that. But I think it was so beautifully said how you said it but also just really going back to stay in your lane and focus on what is true to you, because I know that has happened for so many people around me too. And I've seen their mm-hmm. growth. I've seen my growth. And just like you are saying too, your growth, even when you are focused on what's ahead, because nobody is you, that's our superpower and no one's going to do it like us.
1: <laughs> yeah. And to just also to add, to notice that when we are looking around and comparing and, quite, you know, putting a toe in someone else's lane. Yeah. What is that bringing up inside of you? Because that's a mm-hmm. that's a doorway for some of that inner work, for some of that exploration to to clear as well, so that you can come back to yourself and get super rock solid about who you are and how you're showing up in the world. So yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, so well said again, <laughs> Danny, I've been so enjoying this conversation. Where can people find you, use your services? We're gonna link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Absolutely.
1: So I am mostly hanging out on Instagram. I say mostly, but it's actually kind of the only place I really hang out. Uh, Mm -hmm. I like to keep it very simple. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's at I am Jenny Ann, J-E-N-N-I-A-N-N-E. And then I'm on YouTube as well. I have some yoga videos, breathwork, meditation, and a few other like random little videos. Um, There's going to be some more yoga this summer as I can get outside and film some stuff for everyone. Um, And the website is www.imjn.com.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jenny, for sharing your beautiful light and energy with us today. I know I appreciate it. I'm sure everybody listening does as well, but thank you so much for coming on and just being here today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Jenny today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we'll see you on the next episode.